The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. When Grok lives with Korg and how to cope with an unsupportive partner. When I introduced a forum thread asking folks to share their top three challenges in going primal, one issue got major traction. The SO factor. Significant other for those of you who are not into the whole online brevity thing. It's a familiar story. One partner takes on a new health commitment. Life changes for that person. He or she goes through struggles, triumphs, growth, an entire physical and psychological process that potentially leaves a relationship chasm in its wake. Then there are the logistics, a menacing obstacle course of loaded questions and irksome details. Do we still eat together? Who cooks? Not to mention shops. Do we have enough pots and pans to make two different meals each night? How do we handle the kids' food? Finally, what does it mean for the arrangement when one person's food expenditure overshadows the others? I'm not talking, of course, about couples who follow individual but similar lifestyle paths. Few people have a fully primal SO, and most people don't exactly consider that a deal-breaker to begin with. As many of you noted in the forum, it's good to honor individuality in relationships. It certainly keeps things interesting. My wife, for example, eats fish, but not fowl or red meat. While I'd prefer she join me in devouring a rack of lamb now and then, I understand and even empathize with her reasoning. I also recognize that she's one of the healthiest people I know. She merges the primal philosophy with her own chosen values, and the result is pretty impressive. Because her diet obliges certain restrictions, she's more diligent than I am, I'll admit. What I mean here is a true Grok-Korg match. One partner is living or approaching primal, while the other is fully entrenched in conventional wisdom, or maybe worse. Some couples comfortably and successfully adopt a live-and-let-live mentality with ne'er an argument to ruffle their domestic bliss. Others struggle at times, harboring low-grade resentments or continuing disappointment that their partners, however supportive, don't take up the cause. For a few, the contrast ignites epic conflict akin to a veritable clash of civilizations. In the forum, there was a back and forth about the social and emotional significance we attach to food. It's not a religion, many said. It shouldn't derail an otherwise good relationship. Others countered that it was indeed a creed of sorts. As a significant dimension of one's lifestyle, our food choices inevitably become imbued with our individual values, and even with our identities to a certain degree. With this deeper facet and the day-to-day -day logistics in mind, here are a few targeted suggestions for both staying true to your primal quest and keeping peace in the shared kingdom. Be comfortable with your choice. No, really, don't shoot the messenger here, but sometimes others' divergent choices get under our skin because they're a constant reminder of our own ability to fall off the wagon. There's a certain vulnerability to living against the current of society, let alone one's household. 
It takes a greater commitment, not a white-knuckle, hold-your-breath-dig-in-your-heels declaration, but a deeply personal kind of pledge. It's a decision to live in the moment and make the best choice for yourself in that moment. No one can undo or undermine your commitment without your permission. It's accepting the ultimate responsibility. Going primal may not always be convenient or easy. Likewise, relationships are not always convenient or easy either. Dial in your expectations. Don't start your journey with the grandiose, albeit ideal in my opinion, vision of a happy, primal family. As my mother used to say to us growing up, you worry about you. It's your choice, your path. Would you travel down it knowing you weren't going to be accompanied by your partner or other loved ones? Well, there you go. Be an example to your partner, but enjoy and own primal living in its own right, not as a constant representation of the cause, so to speak. To each, a pantry of one's own. It's a similar sentiment to the old adage, good fences make good neighbors. A little space can sometimes be enough to keep you from feeling inundated by the alternative choices residing in your household. Claim a space for your stuff and make no apologies. As for shopping and spending, be prepared to sit down and have a practical negotiation with concrete, unimpassioned terms. Gather the support you need. Your SO can't provide for every need or play every role in your life. We all know this, but making and going through a significant transition in life sometimes clouds our judgment. You deserve respect, of course, but fill in the support you need with friends, other family members, online communities, wink wink, etc. Take the pressure off your relationship and you'll likely both feel freer and happier. It's a funny thing. When you finally let an issue go, that's when people can surprise you the most. Research suggests that couples treat divergent dietary paths in much the same way as other conflicts or differences in their relationships. I guess there's cause for a potentially heartening or unsettling realization there. It's a question worth exploring. I obviously believe that going primal is a good choice, but if your significant other's lack of conversion is nagging at you so dramatically that it's undermining the fundamentals of your relationship, it might be time to examine the issue from a broader, deeper, or more emotional angle. A.K.A. it's never really about the toothpaste cap. That said, I think it's fair to feel disappointed, even saddened, by your partner's disinterest in maintaining his or her health. If you're taking it upon yourself to stay in good shape and put life in your years, not to mention years in your life, you might wonder why the other person won't hold up her or his end of the bargain. What exactly, then, is the understanding behind a relationship? I'm going to venture that it isn't about being in lockstep at every turn, in every moment. Nonetheless, I think it is about explaining why you care. Then there's always the jaw-dropping, stunning example you set. If you're in it for the long haul, there's time to grow together. 
or to realize that some commonalities just aren't compulsory for lasting devotion and domestic harmony. What say you? Are groks and korgs compatible? Have you found a way to peacefully coexist in the kitchen, or has going primal changed the game with relationships for you? Is it even a deal-breaker? Share your thoughts over at MarksDailyApple.com, and thanks for listening today. Hey Primal Podcast listeners, have you been wanting and waiting to take your health or your clients to peak levels? Then it's time to enroll in the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification. The Primal Blueprint Expert Certification is the very first and surely to be the preeminent ancestral health online certification program. From the comfort of your own home, you'll dive deeper into the Primal Blueprint philosophy with a comprehensive online course and examination process through 13 educational modules. This self-paced course is equivalent to an upper division college course in the health sciences. You'll develop the expertise in primal eating, exercise, and lifestyle practices to help you and your clients achieve breakthroughs. This certification program also gives you access to over $400 of multimedia educational materials, ebooks, digital books, and video instruction from Primal Blueprint author Mark Sisson. Graduates are listed online in our certified expert directory to enhance their credibility in the evolutionary health world. Register for the certification program today at primalblueprint.com and gain immediate access to the course materials and educational library.